0: Welcome back, folks, to the Get a Grip on Lighting podcast. On today's show, we have Jake Schott. Hope I, sp- I hope I pronounced that right. I'm sure you'll correct me in a minute if I didn't. But Well, in a past life, Jake cut his teeth. He was a finance guy. Um, he earned a master's degree in t- industrial design. His design experience spans a wide range, from design research and interviewing, uh, and interviewing to physical product development and medical de- and the medical device space. Should be fun. But before we get to Jake, folks, we've got to bring you back to the easy folks. That's right. Greg, you got to go to dot com, Greg, Eric. Come on, man.
1: I do. You know, oftentimes the retrofit makes more sense when upgrading fluorescent fixtures to LED. But you know where I find that it makes more sense to go new fixtures more often than not? Stairwells. You know, if you have a broken lens a lot of times, they're on 24-7. You can save additional energy by censoring them. Mm-hmm. A new fixture often makes sense in stairwells, and Keystone has it now. They didn't have one. They came out with a new stairwell fixture. It has a unique design that no one else has that I've seen. That is meant specifically for mounting on the wall, shooting the light down to the stairs where you need to see, so you can walk safely,
0: securely, and get everything done. So check out their and new stairwell fixture. The easy folks at KeystoneTech dot com. That's keystonetech.com. dot com. And of course, if you're a nailed member, you can log into LS Evolve. And you can take, there's a whole training section on stairwells. That's right. How to measure light in stairwells. How to audit stairwells. That's right, folks. So if you're a lighting distributor, why not join Nailed? If you're an electrical distributor that's heavy in lighting, why not join Nailed? Go to NAILD.org. That's right. What's happening, Jake? Not much.
2: Thanks for having me on. No
1: problem. So, Jake, you know, I, I oftentimes look at websites before. Mike usually doesn't, but... Your mission is something that might resonate with them. You want to end sterile, soul crushing light. Tell us about that.
2: Yes, yes. Um, well, I'm here in the Midwest and uh, I'm not sure where you guys are located, but uh, it's we're kind of in the thick of it right now, especially you get in those February months and uh, back you know, when I used to work in finance, I used to start pretty early. Uh, pretty common for me to, to be in the office by 4.00 AM. And I'd often not leave until after five. And so you go pretty long stretches without ever being outside and seeing natural sunlight. Um, and you know, we had, we had a nice office, but it was just the pretty standard, you know, fluorescent tubes. And there's just something about that, that just really kind of, it, it's soul crushing. It's uh there's just no life to it. And, um, And that was something that always kind of stuck with me. Um, Sounds like you're listening
0: to too much Eminem, bud. I don't know if soul crushing (laughs) is the right description. Um, Well. I I mean, you know, I don't know if we can blame it all on the lights, eh? Maybe that's a rap song. Blame it on the juice, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) But I mean, I don't know if soul crushing is the right description. But yeah, I understand what you mean.
2: Yeah, yeah. And there's a little bit of marketing in there, I suppose. But yeah, Yeah. no, I mean, it does, it really does make a big difference in your, um, you know, your demeanor, your attitude and and everyone else's too. If you're in a, you know, a a room that just has poor lighting or, um, you know, like the analogy that, that my partner and I talk about when we were kind of developing this was like, sometimes you'll be in a dark room um, and you're just kind of, you're, Working or talking or doing whatever, and then someone comes in and flips on the light, and it's like just completely changes the attitude of the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's kind of uh, that effect is is what we're shooting for with this product.
1: So you've got your you had a finance background, and now you're an in industrial design. How come lighting? Why did what got you involved in this field?
2: Um, so you know, really, the uh, the Solar Echo was kind of born when I was in school and um you know a big focus that I or a big concept that I learned when I was in school was that um you know you want to you want to find a problem define it really well and then come up with a solution as opposed to coming up with a solution an invention and then trying to apply it to a problem and so uh we i had a class where we just had like a half semester project and they said um you know invent a new a novel light and so you know i wanted to start with something i wanted to find a problem i wanted to address uh you know something other than just to make a pretty light and so i kind of harkened back to those earlier days when uh you know i was just in that sterile office environment and really wanted to create something um, that had a natural feel to it. Hmm, got it. And
1: so you, this is in a class that you started it. Is that what you're saying in school?
2: Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. So then, um, so it was just, you know, it was a half semester project. Uh, I, I'd kind of, I'd rendered it, I'd made a animation, but, um, you know, there's a hundred other things going on. And so time ran out and it went as far as it went. And then it was just a part of my portfolio. Um, and then early in 2021, I met with my partner and he, um, he was looking at my portfolio and he was like, uh, oh, I haven't seen this light before. What is this? And we started talking about it and he was like, World, you need to make this. Can you make it? Um, and so I was like, yeah, I think I can make it. Uh, and so <laughs> it took a little bit longer to prototype it out than I initially thought. But um, but I, I did make it. And now I uh, have a couple prototypes. And one of them has been living in, in my kitchen for the last four months. And, um, you know, it's life changing. There you go before we get into
1: that I'm just I'm curious about the the schooling part they asked you to make a novel light is what you said that was a project
2: yeah I think it was like make create a novel lighting experience okay and and, and uh, so and you know LEDs were I mean obviously LEDs have been around um, and this is kind of around the time when smart lights were becoming more uh, affordable right I think I I think I spent like $60 on a smart bulb. Um, yeah. And it didn't even have like a like ton of functionality. I think it went from like cool to you know, slightly warm. Um, but I knew that that LED technology could, you know, you could change the intensity, you could change the color. Um, but it didn't seem like that. didn't seem like that it was packaged in a way that that was being used well. Um, or that was intuitive or or just easy for people. And then I I wanted to add an extra element to it, um, to make it more natural uh, as opposed to just, you know, this glass and steel thing. And that's kind of where the, the petals came from. And, and so that gives you that extra dimension as well, because, you know, yes, you can change the intensity and the, the color from, you know, of any smart bulb from an app this actually lets you change the, the shape of the, the light itself and, and the way that the lights cast. So I, I noticed
0: it actually, that's interesting.
2: Yeah. yeah. There's something different. Yeah, I
0: don't
1: know if you have like a picture of it. Like... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. it's just like a kind of like a lampshade that is alive, right? It, you know, the, the shade part of it moves. So, um, that that extra dimension has has been, it, it's been a lot of fun to have in the house and to actually kind of live with and, and see it for. So you haven't sold any life. of these yet. Uh, Yeah. Well, I, I'm not sure of the technical term, we did do a crowdfund um, campaign. And so the, you know, I guess that those are technically donations with perks. So, um, yeah so we have orders for about 20 um hmm. but it's still you know those are I would consider those pre-orders or still kind of in early days as far as finding um, manufacturing we've been we've been talking with a couple of potential partners on um, on, on actually you know creating this at a, a larger scale
0: That's a really unique idea actually Greg um, it is. The Except only time see. I've seen the only time I've seen um, adjustable lenses was when um, arenas would use them to change the light level during a hockey game or a basketball game, right? So the person yeah. would control. They wouldn't turn the light off. They would just sh- shield it or put a color lens in front of it or something like that. But you're actually talking about rather than using lighting controls just to change the color or to dim the light you're talking about actually adjusting the fixed reflector in the light or the reflection the reflectors in the light i haven't seen that before greg have you
1: no and especially this i don't know if you've actually seen it mike but you should check out the website it's kind of so it's like a a pendant fixture with a a globe and then, mm-hmm. so I want to know exactly what, and then what are these pedals made out of? They're like wood or what? what is it exactly?
2: Yep. It's, um, it's bent wood with cork overlaid. Um, okay. So, and that's, you know, the, that was kind of what we started with. That was, um, the original idea, but we're, we're playing around with potentially other materials, um, and trying to think of, you know, new ways, um, to kind of expand on that, you know, potentially too. Like right now, all of the petals open and close simultaneously, um, but we're kind of thinking through different ways where you could open just half of it or like, you know, a part of it to really direct that light. Um, And then in a case like that, it it might make sense to make the the inside of the shades a more reflective material. Um, So we'd have to kind of test that out to see if that's maybe too intense or, or if that's kind of achieving what we'd want. But yeah, there's a, there's a whole world of possibilities um, as far as what we, we could do with those pedals. So you, you said right now, because I
1: see a, you have a dawn, a rise and shine, a productive, a happy hour, a wind down and a bedtime kind of look. But right now it just opens or closes. But, you know, like, if, for example, your wind down has a quarter of it kind of open.
2: Yeah. You know, that yeah. Thing. Okay. So, right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's um, that would kind of be like hopefully in the 2.0 where you can you can control the individual pedals, but for now it's it's all just one one unit. Um, so yeah, what, that's yeah. The um, that kind of circadian rhythm is is sort of just like the kind of the generic, and so we envision it coming with a couple of preset. Routines um, that you know you could, and then you could customize those to you know to fit your schedule or your needs, right? So you know, typically we'd want this, um, you know. So I have two little kids, and at dinner time, you know, we try to start winding it down a little bit, and so that you know that uh, the light color shifts more to the sunset, and the intensity comes down. Um, just to kind of, you know, let that melatonin start to kick in and make bedtime a little bit easier for everyone. But, you know, once they're asleep and if I have a bunch of work to do, I might ramp it back up and, and go full blue sky, you know, for half an hour to, to kind of give me that extra kick to get some more work done. There's a name what for that. Easy...
0: You know that? Sorry, Greg, there's a name for that. Yeah, go for it. That's called queuing. Cueing? Cueing. Yeah, using light okay. to make humans do things is called cueing. Mm. Right? So if you, you know, yep. there's lots of examples of cueing, you know, in the, you know, when it's time to be quiet in a the theater, the lights go down. So people start to whisper, you just know how to do that, right? So that type of use of, of lighting to make humans behave or act a certain way is called cueing. And so you're experimenting with that in your prototypes. Um, Mm -hmm. I like the idea of the of the circadian combined with some sort of shielding or reflective um, capabilities, because, you know, you're talking about um, circadian and the the evidence is not fully in that we can actually do that with electric light or artificial light, whatever you want to call it. But certainly the sun definitely changes the direction of the light at certain times, you know, so when it's high noon sky, the lights, you know, your eyebrows are, you know, shielding the light from the brighter sun but then as it sets it's coming at you from a different angle i think that's that's very very interesting that you're using this i and i've never you know been doing this show for five years and it's the first time we've heard it greg and it comes from someone that's not really even in the lighting industry
1: thinking outside the box a little yeah the the light source itself i assume is led yes yeah
2: okay
1: and is it uh yeah color tuning
2: Yes, yes. So, you know, the, with the prototype, we've just been using an off the shelf, um, smart bulb. But, um, the, with one of the, the, potential partners we're talking with about manufacturing, then we, would have our own custom, uh, bulb to put in there. But yeah, it would be an LED technology and it, it would be, um, you know, we'd, we have to think through whether or not we want to have like a full color spectrum or not like right right now in the prototype we do or you know it's it, it lets you go from like purple to blue and yellow um but i don't really don't really use that much it's more a kind of in the natural range nobody so, uses
0: those colors that much like it's not it's not nice yeah, to be under a purple light it's not enjoyable it's more like
2: a part it's a party trick
0: yeah, it's a trick that you want to turn off as soon as possible. What I would do, if I may make a suggestion, okay, on sure. what you're working on here. So what I've come across in, in this journey as a podcaster, sell light bulbs every day and then I record podcasts about lighting, is that um, the play between horizontal and vertical light is really the key to circadian stimulus, along with color temperature and um, uh, lux level. So it's not just about lux level or color temperature. It's also about where the light is coming at you from. And if you were to say this would be very effective and I think it would probably work to do the idea of getting kids to go to bed or whatever, Greg, if they were to shield the bottom of the fixture somehow, so you eliminate the actual verti- the horizontal lux of so the light that you would measure sort of on the horizontal plane and create mm-hmm. all vertical light in a very low Kelvin temperature, you would be mimicking a sunset. And okay. yeah, that, that would be a very powerful and just in my gut instinct. I'm not saying that I know this to be true from any researchers, but I'm trying, I'm putting together different things that people have have told us over the years. And, 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 you know, particularly on the conversation series, um, with, um, uh, Henrik Claussen and Deborah Burnett, Greg, where they were talking about the importance of vertical light. Um, so light that you would measure, if this were a light meter, you would measure vertically. And so if you were to shield yep. that and lower the color temperature down, I'm not talking about 3000 Kelvin, I'm talking about 1800 Kelvin. That would definitely, in my opinion, in my gut instinct from all the scientists I've interviewed, trigger a circadian response to go to bed.
2: Yep. Yeah. I'm familiar with that. Um you know, trying to get, trying to get outside and actually get some light into your eyes early in the morning, Mm -hmm. you know, when the, as close to sunrise as possible. And then during sunset as well to, um, the, the, your term queuing makes sense. I'm I'm not sure I've heard that exactly before, but it is not um, mine.
0: It's Andrea Wilkerson's from Pacific Northwest National Laboratory, but yes.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, I'm familiar with that. I, you know, back uh, back when I started this project in school, um, you know, when I had kind of the luxury of more time to just uh, to just like read articles and I really dug into some of the, the the science behind light. And, you know, there was this kind of the beginning of this like blue light blocking blue light craze. And um, so it's been a couple of years, so I I haven't I honestly haven't gone back to double check, but when I when I did, I found a few articles on PubMed, and it was interesting that uh, they were measuring melatonin response. Um, and what they found was that blue light did, you know, or like the that more high energy white blue light had a stimulative effect or actually, it had a, a melatonin reducing effect, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't as important as lux, right? So if you, even if you had a really, um, low Kelvin temperature light, but if it was intense enough, it had more of a melatonin reducing effect than a small amount of blue light. And I, I think that gets missed a lot, um, when people are trying to like shield themselves from blue light or, or completely avoid blue light during the day, like that that doesn't make any sense to me. But um it was just I think that fits fits in with what you're saying, um, but from a different angle, right? Where there's definitely um it's it's interesting. I haven't thought about the, the, the problem is that the human preferences
0: don't make any sense. That's the problem with all of this stuff. <laughs> Like what, what the, you yep. know, what research tells us and then what people actually want are two different things. And, um, you know, so the, the, it's a, it's a, it's a difficult problem that a lot of people, very, very intelligent people are trying to solve. Um, and with a lot of research dollars behind them, but, um. I like this idea of an adjustable reflector. I can't get, I can't get my head out of that. I think that's such a wonderful contribution that I have never seen before, Jake. So I want to compliment you on that innovation. I think that's a really, really good innovation. Um, Greg, Do you have any more questions before I kind of change gears? Uh, Just on that fixture itself. Yeah. So right now it seems to be focused
1: residentially. I mean, it's a pendant light that you can hang in your dining room. I see that, but have you thought about going commercial office buildings? Because that's where this whole idea came from, right? Like you were sitting in an office yep. under a fluorescent light. So how do you get that fi- yep. fixture or something like this into the marketplace commercially?
2: Well, so we were discussing um, early on, you know, like where this thing lives. Um, and initially uh, we were kind of thinking the home, but then we were thinking the office, too. And you know obviously with the last couple of years that tends to be the same place for a lot of people um yeah. so you are kind of you know you're hitting both bases by having the residential but um yeah I certainly think that this could this could be great in an office situation um or, or commercial or even um you know we're discussing like in a restaurant um and and along with queuing, but not the same type of queuing, but you could imagine it being in a sports bar and having, you know, a branded football team on the pedal um, and, you know, touchdown is scored and it, it opens up or, you know, it, it responds to its environment in a way that, you know, that projects that, that natural, um, you know, that it, it's alive, that it's not just this tool, but it's actually kind of a, a houseplant in a way, right? It's a, it's a part of nature. It's awesome. Like a living
1: light fixture. I love it.
0: The, you know, just a comment on what you just said there, and it just occurred to me and, you know, cueing, the idea of cueing is simply the application of subtle theatrical theatrical techniques into general lighting systems. Like you're not going to have a spotlight on somebody, the bartender, whatever in a bar, or like a, a theatrical lighting. But it's taking those concepts of adjusting light levels, colors, intensities, focuses, contrasts to affect people in some manner, which is beneficial to them or to the space. And I think the, 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 just the idea that you've contributed to the industry, which is adjustable reflectors or adjustable shields. In general lighting, Greg, I, this is the like honestly. I mean that that actual contribution, just the idea of that, is something that I've I said it again. It's actually very in very. It's it's what is needed, Greg. Mm-hmm.
1: Bring these things to life. I like that. I like yeah. that concept. You know.
0: Yeah, I wasn't sure if you were going to make it through to the end with us, Jake, because. Um, <laughs> Uh, we ask tough questions, you know, and, uh, you know, it, it, sometimes some ideas are, are, you know, people are, you know, making claims or, you know, um, you know, whatever, and they're not, you know, approaching the subject with humility or, or, um, you know, that, you know, other people know things too, that maybe, maybe they know more than you do. Right. Or, you know what I'm saying? And, and so, sure. um, I want to ask you some questions, Greg, can I change gears and talk a little yeah. bit about business? I think that the listeners might find it interesting sure. when you came up and, and I'm going to, I'm going to pick at you a little bit here, if that's okay, Jake, but we're all going to laugh about okay. it. Cause you're, I think you're mature enough to have your, your balls broken a little bit by get a grip on letting guys. Sure. Okay. So when you guys came up with this soul crushing and all this kind of stuff, right? There's like something in the United States, entrepreneurship 101 where they tell you, you have to be absolutely ridiculously, um you know you had to have lived in your car at some point you know to, you know to, and then you have to like be solving some ridiculously bad problem that's so awful that you know, you're just, you're, you're coming in like Superman. And this is a very American thing. Like it, it, it doesn't happen everywhere. Like you'll have people tell you that, yeah, I was living in my car. And then you dig into a little bit and then it turns out that they, you know, they slept in their car one night because there was a conference in that town and you know, they couldn't get a hotel room or they turned it in. It's like, how do we market this into a story? Did you? did you actually believe that or is that something that you came across? Like you said earlier in the show as some way to market this, to shake people up. And I'm okay with either one. It's, it doesn't really matter because you're talking, yeah. this show goes to lighting professionals. So they may actually incorporate your ideas into it. It's not, I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, insult you or anything like that. I'm just trying to say no. that. Did you intentionally over-exaggerate or did you actually feel that way? That the lights were causing you were actually crushing your soul?
2: Yeah. Well, you know there's um the my partner's the marketing magic behind the team um, and it's it, it's accurate to say that it started with that problem now is it um did it actually crush my soul? I, I mean maybe i left I left the industry and started something else, so um you know in a way, it kind of was but but to say that you know office. Fluorescent tube lighting is sterile, I think is pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it's certainly not uh, bringing out the most in people, I guess, not bringing out the most in my soul or it wasn't, right? (laughs) Um, I think maybe the uh, business
0: of finance and the dog eat dog world of that (laughs) profession might actually be a little more soul crushing than a two by four fluorescent T8 troffer, perhaps.
2: Combined. Uh, Yeah, there's right. There's probably, you know, that's a multifactorial problem for sure. But (laughs) um, yeah, but, you know, there's I I do think that um, that there's a need out there. Right. There's a Mm. there's a um, there's an education that like that needs to be communicated to people like people. People don't know what they're missing. Right, or they you get used to the environment that you're in. Right, it's like the the frog that's in the pot of water that's just slowly getting hotter. Um, they just don't they accept it, and, and we do this in a number of ways um, every day in our own lives, where like you're just you're in a situation uh, and you don't even realize all the different ways that it could be improved. And lighting is just one small part of that, um, but you know it's. It's actually, it's everywhere, right? Like you can't get away from light. You can't really do anything without some amount of it's light. It's pervasive, that's for so, sure. Um,
0: yeah. You know where that's most obvious? This is going to be weird. But you ready for this? The where that where people become accustomed to their environments is most obvious with smell. You know, you mm. can't smell your own house. But you can go into someone else's house and immediately be like, this guy's house smells weird right? But people become <laughs> accustomed. Like the nose is the mo- is one of the things where you, that boiled frog you talked about, you know, when you live in that stinky environment, you become accustomed to it. When you're, when you walk into that office building every day and the flicker is bothering you or whatever it is, you just, you know, you don't think you can do anything about it. So you 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 become accustomed to it. I like your idea of like encouraging people to ask for more from lighting. And I think that that's an interesting, like you've come at things like you're interesting. You've come at things from, you know, your, you, your belief is that, look, we can, this is, can be better. And you're putting yourself out there with a fixture and, you know, coming up with unique ideas. Uh, I think what you're doing is really good, Jake. I do. Thanks. Any final thoughts for the, the people listening?
2: Uh, no, just, uh, check out the website. It's solar echo lighting. um, and hopefully we will have uh, a space on there for pre-orders uh, pretty soon here once we um, once we figure out the manufacturing part of it. And um, yeah, just uh, thanks for the opportunity, guys. Really appreciate it.
0: That's been Jake Shot. Um, before we let you go, though, guys, we got to take it easy. We got to keep it easy. We got to go to k e y s t o n e t e c h dot com, Greg Eric. That's Keystone dot com.
1: That's right. Get rid of those broken lens stairwell fixtures that are on full brightness when they don't need to be. People walk in a stairway, they're on 24 7. They might actually use it 10 minutes a day.
0: Censor it, fixture it. Keystone's got it for you. Ooh. And you know what? I don't think Jake shots, Jake shots fixtures going into any stairwells in apartment buildings. But uh, <laughs> I'll tell you this if you're a member of Nailed and you can put your police through Ellis Evolve which is a fantastic training program. It's a little five-minute tidbits by experts on all sorts of different topics. And one of those topics is stairwells. And if you're not counting stairwells, you're not selling lights because there's tons of lights in stairwells, folks. That's right. And nobody ever uses those stairwells. We're talking about egress stairwells in apartment buildings, office towers, all this kind of stuff. And if you're a lighting guy, you got to count those stairwell lights, brother. you got to go up to the top floor. And then you gotta get off the elevator and then you gotta walk the stairwell and count all the lights. Yeah, I've done it hundreds of
1: times. Don't start at the bottom. I've done it.
0: (laughs) No, you don't start walking up. (laughs) Unless you want to get exercise. You can do that if you're like a fitness freak and whatever, you're a carnivore meat diet, um, you know, workout guy and you're gonna get your thousand calories burned, go for it. I always take the elevator and walk down. But yes, count those stairwell lights, folks, and go if you want to join, go to NAILD.org, that's nail.org. Get educated get associated. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. We love you guys. Bye for now.